0: Hello and welcome back to the Allergen Initiative. Today I'm here with a junior at a local high school to talk about her allergies and her experience with them. If you're comfortable, please tell me your name, age, and what your food allergy or allergies are.
1: My name is Abby Banholzer. I'm 16 years old and I'm allergic to stone fruits, which includes, but isn't limited to, nectarines, cherries, peaches, and plums. I'm also allergic to tree nuts, mostly macadamia nuts, pistachios, almonds, hazelnuts, and walnuts. I have a mild allergy to soy, mostly in um, you know, larger quantities, and also oral allergy syndrome with apples and
0: snap peas. Around what age did these allergies develop? So, in the summer of 2016,
1: when I was about 13 years old, we figured out I was allergic to cherries. In June of 2018, I was 15 years old. And we figured out that I was allergic to nectarines. And then in August of that year, I was still 15, we went to an allergist and I was tested for the nectarine allergy as well as some others, which is when we found out the rest.
0: How did you discover that you had these allergies?
1: So in summer of 2016, um, I was over at my grandparents' house and we were having lunch and we were having cherries and I had never had any allergies before, seasonal, any food allergies, anything like that. And I I knew enough to know that I was having a, an allergic reaction. It wasn't anaphylaxis by any means, but I, um, I'd i eaten probably a whole bowl. It was a good amount. And my lips started tingling a little bit. Um, I always get really bad hives around my mouth. And so that kind of started. And I knew enough to take Benadryl. And so I just took one chewable one tablet, which isn't very much. And then it stops altogether so it wasn't super severe but it was enough to know that something was there and um we never really thought a lot of it because mm-hmm. it was cherries you can avoid cherries pretty easily right um i don't have a problem with maraschino cherries like on ice cream or anything right. so yeah it was we thought it was kind of a fluke thing but then two years later in june i was taking a summer class at high school and so um i would eat my lunch in between my classes um in the art rooms right before my art class. And i the day before, we had gotten like nectarines from the store, and they were, you know, the farm fresh, like super good. So the day before, I had eaten one, and I had the worst stomach ache. Like I almost didn't go to the classes the next day because I felt so sick. But I woke up. I was all right. I packed my lunch, and I made sure to pack another nectarine so that no one else could have it. <laughs> I wanted it. So then um, I was eating it at school, and i just finished it. And I started to feel really hot, like, but it was all my face, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like when you get a fever, you know, your head feels really foggy, and I just, I kind of zoned out for a few minutes, and my teacher pointed out that my face was getting really red, like, something wrong, like, let's talk, what's going on, and I started to get the hives, I started to get the itchy throat, so they had to walk me up to the nurse, and I had to take Benadryl, and funny enough, the only Benadryl they had was cherry-flavored. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so that was a little <laughs> ironic. Cherry flavoring's okay for me. So that was the nectarine allergy, and then we decided that since that was pretty severe, yeah. I needed to get tested. So then in August, we went to the allergist, and about two days before that, we were making macadamia nut cookies, and we had you know just the bag of macadamia nuts from Trader Joe's, and I just popped one in my mouth, and instantly got hives around my mouth oh like my instantly and for a little bit I was a vegetarian so I was eating you know almond butter I was having macadamia nuts I was having walnuts all the time three four times a week and I never had any problems but we decided to bring it up and get tested anyway and they found out that <laughs> I'm severely allergic to a lot of tree nuts Wow! which you know at first we didn't really believe it because I was eating them so frequently but that's Kind of how it went is I was essentially giving myself doses of it right. and getting over the allergy on my own, but that can be dangerous yeah. if it's not monitored. They recommended that I stop eating those, and as soon as I did, I stopped having like I used to get headaches all the time, like awful migraines and just random stomach aches mm-hmm. that stopped completely. Like I was so much more. I had so much more energy. I was wow. sleeping better. I was feeling better. It was crazy that no one had ever like brought that up to me. They've probably been going on for two or three years wow. and I never do. Wow.
0: So, you previously mentioned this, but to reiterate, what is the severity of your allergies? Do you carry an EpiPen or AviQ or how does that work?
1: So I carry an AviQ. Um, my most severe allergies are the nectarine, cherry, um, macadamia nut, and then also pistachio, almond, and hazelnut. So all of my the stone fruit allergies and the nut allergies are pretty severe. Um, I would need I would need epinephrine at this point because I I've not eaten eat, like eaten any nut products or anything like that um, to the point where I used to use a lotion all the time Cetaphil, which yeah. is advertised as hypoallergenic mm-hmm. and it, it, they use it in doctors' offices. But as soon as I stopped eating nuts, I started reacting to it because it has macadamia nut oil in yeah. it. Yeah, so. My tolerance has gone down so much. Just, you know, that that kind of showed me that. And so I have to carry an OBQ all the time. Um, I have Benadryl all the time. My parents have an OBQ and Benadryl all the time. Like, it's, it's
0: yeah. It's, have you ever had to use the AviQ or Ibupin?
1: No, I've only had an OBQ for about a year and a half. And I've never had to use it. I've never had to you know, use it for anyone else either. So um, I have had to train all my friends and my family and teachers and all that sort of stuff. And then my less, my, like, non-anaphylactic ones are soy. Soy is usually not an anaphylactic allergy. Um, Very specific people have really high reactions to it. So soy is more of, like, a... It acts more of, like, an intolerance for me. It is an allergy, but it shows more of the intolerance syndrome, like, symptoms, Mm -hmm. Sorry. And then um, oral allergy to apples and snap peas. So that's just, you know, maybe a hive or two, but it never goes any past that. So those aren't bad. But the nectarine, cherry, peach plum, and nuts are anaphylactic level.
0: Wow. Um, How has your life changed because of this? So
1: personal changes, the good changes are since I stopped eating... Things that I'm allergic to. Um, I've stopped having the headaches, the stomach aches, I've had more energy. So it's been good for me, but I would say it causes a lot of anxiety for me. Um, A lot of times I haven't had any, I've been really lucky to not have any severe reactions in the last year and a half, but anytime I have any minor reactions, I kind of go through a little phase where maybe I'll eat the same meals every day for a little bit because I know that those are safe and I know that I'm not going to have any trouble with that. Um, I have a lot of trouble eating out, <laughs> even though I, I, my allergies are very, like, categorized. You know, I can say, hey, I'm allergic to stone fruits and tree nuts, whereas, you know, a lot of people may have to list off some more than I do. Um, it's just kind of nerve-wracking, you yeah. <laughs> And I've had mixed reactions from waiters, from restaurants and stuff like that, that makes me not really want to bring it up. So sometimes, you know, my parents or siblings will take it and order mine and I'll order theirs.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah,
1: I would say, oh, constantly checking labels. So now everything we get, whether it's me shopping, my parents shopping, you know, many of my close family shopping, we check the labels every single time and then so tree nuts are one of the top eight allergens, so you can find that super easy. But peaches, nectarines, cherries are not, so you have to go through the entire list. It's a whole thing, and sometimes they're not included. You know, sometimes things are labeled wrong. Um, I'm, another good thing that's come out of it is I'm more aware of other people's allergies and intolerances. Um, it's not really a common thing, I feel like, for people to be like, hey, are you allergic to anything if you're coming over or if you're going to eat out? But I've definitely become the person who's like, hey, you allergic to anything? You good? Like, is there anything you can do? And so I feel like I've kind of started that in my circle for people to ask, hey, are you allergic, as not really being a big deal, just like checking in. So that's been kind of interesting.
0: Cool. Um, what challenges, if any, do you face in public as a result of your allergies?
1: I would say the... It all kind of fun- falls under people being ignorant or unaware of what allergies and intolerances are and, like, what the differences are. So, you know, I'm allergic to tree nuts and fruits and all of that stuff, but I'm also lactose intolerant. So there's the whole, like... There's a very, like, low level of understanding of the difference, right. I would say. Um, and uh, and then, like, gluten intolerances and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. And just... Um, there are some people who are very caring and like eager to learn, like, and I've been able to explain it to them, maybe help them out. Um, but then there's people who kind of act like it's an inconvenience, yeah, because they don't understand, you know. And I just, I feel like a lot of it is just not understanding. So I mean, I have a couple stories if you want to hear. Yeah, sure, of course, anecdotes. So um, my mom recently went grocery shopping, and in the deli, there's some meats that have nuts or like cheeses that have nuts. So she always has to ask them to change their gloves, which they should anyway, but, you know, you always have to ask. And recently, we've had a couple people be very rude or very, like, uppity about, you know, this, I know how to do my job, I'll Mm -hmm. do what I want to do type of thing. And so it's just little things like that. Like, people could be courteous, just change your gloves. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Please. (laughs) Um,
1: And then we went on a junior retreat recently with school. And so that made me very nervous about, you know, eating somewhere that I didn't know or they didn't know me Um, and, you know, kind of setting that up to make sure I'd be okay and I'd be able to eat things. And so, you know, I was talking to the teachers who were going to chaperone. They knew all my allergies. We contacted the location ahead of time and said, hey, you know, we just want to make sure that I can eat food there. If I can't, I can bring my own. You know, I'd way rather bring my own and be safe than risk it there. But I... I get there, and I was talking to, you know, one of the women that was leading the retreat, and I said, you know, hey, I'm the person who has some allergies, like, can you please help me? And she goes, oh, you're the allergy. Oh, wow. So I, and then I ended up having to go talk to the the waiting staff and, like, the cooking staff by myself and asking them, but they were so nice. It's just... Some people don't really understand yeah. that I don't mean to be an inconvenience. This is just how it is. Right. I just have to ask. So, I don't know. Overall, a lot of ignorance and unawareness. There, But then it's a, it's a 50-50 chance on do they want to learn or do they not care.
0: Right. Um, how do your family, friends, and peers react to you having allergies?
1: So, my immediate family is very, very supportive. Um, I mean, as they should be, I guess, but... My mom definitely took the initiative to, you know, find all the information, find the allergist, find the substitutions, like, you know, get me snacks to bring to school in case I can't have that stuff, you know. Um, They always check all the labels, like, they're very good about it. Um, My extended family is a little bit different. Um, They don't deal with me on a regular basis, so, you know, they can have nut products in their home, and I'm okay with that, you know, that's not a big deal to me. But there are times when we've had, like, extended family parties, like recently over the holidays, that people will bring pies with nuts, they'll bring salads with nuts. And I always kind of assume that they don't know, because I don't want to throw it on them and be like, how dare they? And even then I wouldn't be, but I thought it was a lot of ignorance, but then after having conversations with people, it turns out they usually know. (laughs) They just don't really care. You know, they'd rather make their own dishes, which... I don't know. I really, the the unfortunate part is I'm the only one with allergies on that side of the family that has that problem. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them don't understand that it's a problem. They don't understand that it makes me kind of anxious or that, you know, I could potentially go into anaphylactic shock. Like, I, I think a lot of it is they don't understand. And I, you know, I've only known about this for over a year. So it's, you know, I'm still conveying it to them, still trying to explain it to everyone, but... Yeah, I would say it's a lot of, I stick to what I know as far as family parties. Like, usually my immediate family will make, you know, a main dish and a dessert. So that way I know I can have this main dish and this dessert. No
0: worries at all. How have they reacted to your allergies in the past um, year as they've been developing and stuff like that?
1: Um, my friends kind of go up and down with, you know, is it a big deal, is it not? When I first was diagnosed, it was definitely, like, no one ate anything I was allergic to. Like, everyone was very careful. Um, everyone learned how to use my obi cues. Uh, you know, I felt very safe. But sometimes they'll bring stuff in, but I'll, I'll acknowledge, like, hey, I'm allergic to that. Like, that's all, you right. know. And then they know not to offer me that, not to, like, touch me or, like, you know, mm-hmm. do anything with me if they're eating something I'm allergic to. Um, they're very good about if they're... If they're cooking something for me, they'll give me an ingredients list. You know, they'll give me like, here's, you know, here's what I put in it. You can have this. You can't have that. They're very aware of that. So that's good. Yeah.
0: What measures do you take to prevent uh, allergic reactions?
1: So as far as the ingredients lists on boxes, anything that contains or may contain tree nuts or any of the things I'm allergic to, I don't eat. Um, If it's processed in a location that processes tree nuts, it depends. Because there's a lot of things like yogurts are a big one that are processed in places where there are tree nuts. But I've been eating those yogurts for years and years and years. I know that I'm okay with them. I probably wouldn't eat anything new that's processed in a location with tree nuts. Um, I would say a lot of the time it's prevention. You know, don't eat anything that has my allergens and stick to what I know. If I don't know, I have to like I have to ask, I have to see the ingredients, I have to see the recipe. And then as far as like reaction, every person who goes to an allergist should get an allergy action plan. So mine is up to 17.5 milligrams of diphenhydramine or Benadryl. Mm-hmm. And then if no change, I have 0.3 milligrams of epinephrine. and then um, you know the protocol is if you use your obBQ, you have to call an ambulance, right. And then they'll assess the situation and tell you if you need another dose. So I carry two OBQs at all
0: times. Are there any resources you found helpful in helping you with your food allergies?
1: Yeah, so when I was diagnosed with my allergies, we had no idea. You know, no one... My little sister has um, a shellfish allergy, but it's never been a problem. You know, we've always avoided it, never really tested it Mm -hmm. too much because we knew when she was an infant. But for me, it was different. You know, I had to change a lot of things about my diet, so... They sent us to the AAFA website, which is the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. And there's a lot of um, links as far as, like, you know, what is epinephrine? What's an allergy? What's an intolerance? What's oral allergy syndrome? Um, You know, all of the kind of umbrella questions that you would have. And as you go into those, it gets more specific. There's a lot of, um, you know, what restaurants are good, you know, parent and family blogs, support groups. It's really a great, Resource And then within that, there's the KFA, the Kids with Food Allergies Branch, which is what we've gotten the most help from. And that has all sorts of things. It has recipes that are allergen-free. It has substitutions for, you know, if you're allergic to eggs, use this. If you're allergic to milk, use this. Um, It has pamphlets for your teachers, for your parents, for your family, to give out to the public. Um, There are also... Um, you know what to do if this happens. What to do if you have a hive. What to do if your throat starts burning. What to do if you know you use your AviQ. How to use an AviQ or EpiPen. Um, also links to the AviQ and EpiPen websites, which are also good. They have videos on how to use. They have the labels. They have the ingredients. They have how to get an EpiPen or AviQ. How to get financial support. How to find an allergist. How to get the prescription. Really, it the websites that I've used have been super, super helpful. I've never had a problem with them. But I would say there's a lot of resources out there that are not as reliable. So I would say the AAFA or anything that's approved by the AAFA is pretty trustworthy or anything that's, you know, um, approved by doctors or allergists. But other than that, you know, always fact-checked. There are a lot of things on there that mix up allergies and intolerances. As far as you know, how much can you consume? Can you consume it at all? Stuff like that. So, just be careful about where you're getting your information. But
0: if there's one thing you'd like our audience to take away from your story, even those who don't have any food allergies, what would that be?
1: Um, I there's a couple things I'd say. I'd say everyone's allergies are different. You know, um, I'm allergic to tree nuts which a lot of people assume means peanuts, but it doesn't. So I can eat Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, I can have peanut butter sandwiches. You know, I'm all good with that stuff. So um, if you don't know, please ask. You know, I'd way, way rather talk to you about it and explain it to you than have any problems. You know, I'm I'm so willing to explain it and educate people because, you know, I didn't know about it when I first found out. I'd rather people ask me and understand it than just kind of, nod their heads and say, okay, and then, you know, there's no way for any person to, you know, fully maintain their food by themselves. You know, you can't grow all your food. You can't source all your food by yourself. So it's it's definitely a team effort, you know, people working in food services. You have to work together with your customers and kind of figure out, like, what's going to work for them, what's not going to work. It's a group effort. So just, you know, educate yourself, ask questions, work together be respectful of each
0: other um is there anything else you'd like to add i don't think so i think that's pretty much it yeah cool all right thank you so much no problem